Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay. Hello, loves. Welcome. It is Bowerland News Radio 930 WBEN on a Monday. And, uh, yeah, just had a week off. It uh, turned into a staycation. It was supposed to be a fine week uh, in Negril, but uh, turned out to be uh, a fine week on the couch. And I feel like the stupidest guy in the world. Okay, I feel you have no idea how, how, how stupid I feel because back in early July, I'm putting on socks. Yes, sometimes I wear socks. It's true. But I'm putting on socks. And then suddenly from nowhere, this huge pain just descends on my right side. And I'm thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me. Uh, you you mean to tell me a disc is going to go out in the bottom of my back after I just had done to the top of the uh, of the spinal cord what I had done and uh, here I am thinking it's a slipped disc got to be very careful how you say that fast on the radio so uh, anyway I also have this hernia thing going on (laughs) so that was a result of planking somebody said oh you want abs you should plank so I planked and I planked my way into a hernia. So I'm thinking, okay, this hernia is just out of control pain-wise. I don't know what's going on. So I ended up in the uh, emergency room. So they do all the tests and everything, and they come back and they say, well, you know, the good news is the hernia is relatively small. The bad news is um, you've got a rather large kidney stone. And then that's when I, that, that is when I suddenly felt stupid, like, Oh, that is what the back pain was. The uh, the and this was right around the time of old home days, and I could barely walk, and it had nothing to do with being impaired by anything. I could barely walk from Main Street to back where they had the uh, beer tent to uh, watch music. I got my walking stick and everything else, like I'm in the Himalayas or whatever. But you know, I've I've heard I've heard people say that uh, kidney stone pain is uh, worse than childbirth. Um, I will say this one is not all that bad, uh, especially now that I know what it is. The first one, that was horrid. Uh, this one, even though it's bigger and I'm waiting for it to uh, go by, if you understand the meaning of what I'm saying, um, I, I keep waiting. And uh, so far, no adverse effects. But uh 
if there's going to come a point where I might have to take a day off to uh, get it zapped, uh, to get it out. But uh, oh my goodness, it's just uh, it, it's just <laughs> your your body does one thing after another to you, just one thing after another, and you have like no control over it. Oh, what do you do? Well, drink lots of water, flush out the kidneys. Okay, that's great. And then at 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 a.m., when I have to wake up to pee, who's going to make up for the sleep involved in that? So anyway, that was uh, that was vacation week. But I believe uh, every night was a night of uh, going out. So it wasn't that bad. Uh, so, you know, we had that going on. This weather, can you believe this weather? I mean, everybody talks about the weather. And how about this humidity? Uh, there was a uh, Phil Leotardo line from the Sopranos. Remember when they went in with the phone book to muffle the sound? Uh, and how about that humidity? But, uh, yeah, so the weather is, uh, it, it, it has felt like fall for the longest time. And those of you who have dogs, you probably have noticed that pretty much every day in the summertime, you've had a, uh, you've had a light jacket on or maybe a sweater or maybe a sweatshirt when you've taken a little doggy out for a walk in the morning and probably uh, once again in the evening. Uh, it has not exactly been a five-star summer. We'll see if, uh, if that trend continues or not. Just hope that because it wasn't – yes, I know we had some very, very hot days. I, I, I remember those hot days. But uh, it just I, I just kind of feel like we got gypped out of a lot of summer. And what makes it worse is the rain on the weekend. How many times have we done, hey, Monday through Friday, clear skies, 80 degrees. Saturday and Sunday, thunderstorms, 60. It just, it seems to work that way. I was talking to uh, Mike DeVita over at uh, Sorrentino's today before coming on the air. And, uh, yeah, and and we're talking about that and the futility of long-term weather forecasting. Because I heard Mike making a phone call saying, hey, uh, do you have any idea what the weather's going to be like in September and I just looked at him. I said, hey, Mike, I've come to the conclusion after all these years, they don't really know what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. It's a guesstimation at best. I know it's based on probabilities and science and everything else, but uh, I, I don't – I'm not in if, – if you listen to the show, you, you know this, but I'm not really into uh, long-term forecasts. I find their uh, accuracy to be somewhat of a, uh, a dubious um, a concern, if uh, you must know. So, anyway, uh, boy – how, how many other people out there, uh, this kind of a, maybe we'll get into this later on, I'm not sure, but uh, while you're listening to the next topic and topics that uh, I bring up, I don't know how many of you out there uh, have had kidney stones, and I don't know how many of you out there have had the worst excruciating pain you could possibly imagine, but I do believe there's a topic in that, even though my kidney stone is not that bad. I'll tell you, the one weird thing about it is it's causing nausea, which uh, was, you know, it was causing it before it even made its presence felt. And I should have known. That is why I'm so stupid. I've been through this before, and I just, I never made the association. I thought, okay, one and done with kidney stones. Yeah, no, not not, ex- not exactly how uh, it worked out. But I keep on hearing horror stories from two. Uh, from people, too, that, uh, well, my mom had kidney stones, and they had to go in there and open up her kidney and basically remove them one by one, like they're hunting for uh, garnets or something in the uh, outback. (laughs) But anyway, um, I want to get back to something that we have uh, talked about before 
Um, and again, I, I'll say the same thing now that I've said when we've covered this topic before, and that is I, I feel like kind of a knob talking about this in late August of 2023. We're fast approaching the one-year anniversary and talking about how time flies or a fugit, uh, time does fly. And we're coming up upon the first anniversary of the uh, Christmas blizzard in western New York. And they did the document dump, a very sloppy document dump of Erie County documents on Friday. And, you know, without getting all uh, political about it, um, I I, want to know what you think the elected leaders who, frankly, some of them, and I know David talked about this, some of them have gone into hiding. Some of them have gone into ostrich mode, which is what you do when you don't want to answer questions. Another technique is they'll take one question and they'll answer it for 10 minutes to kill time in a press conference. They'll take an easy question and they will just extend the answer, extend it, extend it, and that way it cuts down on the probability of a tough question being uh, being asked by somebody in the media. But uh, I would like to know what you believe our local leaders should have learned, because isn't that what an after-action report is all about? How did we screw up, and how did we? What could we have done differently so we didn't lose almost 50 people in 2022 in a blizzard that everybody knew was coming? And if you've listened to previous shows I've done on this topic, I have a very hard time wrapping my arms around the idea that in 2023 we lost about 50 people to a blizzard for which we had advance notice. This was not a tsunami. This was not an earthquake. This was something that everybody knew was coming, and we still lost all of those people. Now, uh, I, I speaking only for myself, and I would like uh, your calls, by the way, as we move along at 803 803- 0930, that's 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. I think what I would have learned uh, if I was Erie County Executive or if I was the town supervisor or the mayor of the village of Williamsville or wherever, um, the one thing that I would have learned is Friday should never have happened. People should simply not have been driving on Friday Unless, of course, they were absolutely essential emergency personnel. Okay, That is, to me, lesson number one. The whole region should have been shut down on Friday. Uh, That might have avoided some of the deaths, might have avoided a lot. In fact, I'm sure it would have avoided a lot of the uh, inconvenience to the uh, EMS system, which, as you know, was absolutely overrun with calls. And one of the scariest parts of the whole blizzard of 22 was Sheriff Garcia saying, our 911 system right now is basically down. It basically, you know, we can't help you. And it wasn't his fault. It wasn't the fault of any of the local police departments or law enforcement agencies. They just couldn't get anywhere. Um, The other thing that I think we should have learned, let me just take a sip of my uh, vitamin water. That's another story, by the way. Ah, damn, that is good stuff. So uh, the other thing I think we should have learned is uh, there needs to be uh, a greater cooperation between the snowmobile clubs and the local police department. Because back in 1977, the blizzard of 1977, um, 
there were calls going out all over the place on the radio, this radio station, other radio stations. Hey, if you've got an all-wheel drive vehicle, if you have a snowblower, or a snowblower, if you've got a a, 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 a snow uh, thingy, you know, a, a, a snow ski, it's not a snow ski, you know, what are those things? Uh, if you've got something that's going to travel through snow, uh, we need people to get medicine for people. We need people to get doctors to hospitals and nurses back home with your snowmobiles. Uh, that's what we need. So I, I really do think that one of the lessons should be that in a future situation like this, you take advantage. And I don't know how you work out the liability. I don't know how you uh, indemnify people. But there's got to be a way uh, under exigent circumstances to make it easier to cut through the red tape, okay? Because clearly uh, your local town doesn't want to be on the hook in case some snowmobiler uh, takes the snowmobile and puts it into the creek and drowns. Uh, so there would have to be something worked out, obviously, but that's what you—that's what planning is for. That is why you plan. It's also, by the way, why you have after-action reports to figure out what you might have done differently. Because there, in my opinion, there should have been a coordinated effort to get snowmobilers out to stranded motorists. At least you are saving lives. And there were cases during the blizzard of 22 where some of the snowmobiles had sleds basically tied to the back of them so they could transport patients to various hospitals. So the first lesson is a lesson that... uh, I, I, I think I know why it didn't happen. I think I know why they didn't close the region down on Friday well in advance of Friday happening. And it was a question of timing. It was a question of days before Christmas. And don't think for a moment that the pandemic and its inconveniences, not to mention the deaths, didn't play a role in that. I happen to believe that the pandemic and the feeling of people being cooped up played a big role in the officials at, at almost every level of government being hesitant to pull the trigger like Alec Baldwin, okay? Um, and it clearly should have been done. And for that matter, I, I'm going to criticize myself because I should have been the guy on the radio. I should have been the idiot on the radio saying, hey, Mark Polencars, hey, Byron Brown, hey, all of you supervisors – can you please do a conference call and can we please shut down the area for tomorrow? Now, the problem with that is uh, I'm going to get people, and I, I did have people saying, well, you're you're overhyping the storm. You're overhyping the storm. And by Thursday, I think we were pretty sure that the storm was not being overhyped at all. And if you didn't realize it was actually a real thing, uh, effective Friday morning, well, you got to have your senses uh, probed a little bit by Cartman's aliens from South Park. But, uh, yes, probed in exactly that way. But uh, I, I want to know what lessons you think our officials should have learned from the blizzard of 22. They keep on releasing these after-action reports. Uh, Erie County uh, with a freedom of, of information request from uh, Sandra Tan. Uh, they released a whole bunch of the uh, memos that were circulating during the blizzard. Um, but the failure also of some elected officials to address the failures in a public forum is a source of great concern. Because even when things go bad in politics, you need to take accountability. 
you need to be responsible. You need to stand up there and say, yeah, uh, ultimately the buck stops with me and I made some bad decisions. Uh, Look back to uh, the uh, Bay of Pigs invasion. Bay of Pigs is in Cuba. And a long, long time ago, when President Kennedy was in the White House, uh, the exiled Cuban brigade staged an invasion at a place called the Bay of Pigs. And they were utterly routed by Fidel Castro's forces. And John F. Kennedy, the president of the United States, stood up there and he said, uh, hey, victory has a thousand fathers. Defeat is an orphan. Ultimately, this is my responsibility. And I give him a lot of credit for doing that. I mean, and John F. Kennedy was a Democrat who, who, by the way, in today's Democrat Party would probably not be very welcome. Uh, he, he just he he would be an outlier of the uh, Democrat Party in uh, 2023. So I find that uh, rather interesting. So what uh, you know, we, we've all had how many months to think about this? We've had how many document dumps? And, and this, is there a better way to say document dump? Because certain images come to mind, and frankly, they're not pretty. Um, what should your local officials have learned? And I think lesson number one, they should have closed down the city on Friday. Lesson number two, they need cooperation with local snowmobile clubs, get all the insurance and all the uh, indemnification and all of that stuff, all the liability, get that covered before it has to be covered. Um, I should have been more proactive in urging the politicians to close the place down. Uh, and I, I kick myself a little bit for that. Keep in mind, I don't have any power, okay? I've got no power whatsoever. But um, I, I should have been um, i should have been more on that, in my humble opinion. Um, who knows? Maybe if enough heat was put on the politicians, maybe they would have shut things down and just told everybody on Friday. And another thing, and I love the thoughts of those of you who drive truck for a living, what do we do in situations where you have to close down the state thruway because of horrendous conditions, and then we send your 18-wheelers off to roads that were not meant to handle the throughway overflow traffic. Can anybody give me an answer on that? Because that was a huge problem. Uh, there was a picture, uh, I think Tim Wenger put it up on our WBEN.com website, um, a big picture of Maine and transit, and you could see the effect of all of these vehicles that had been taken off the throughway and had been put onto transit road. Um, I would like your telephone calls. I would like your thoughts on this. Um, What should the officials, what should the politicians have learned uh, from the blizzard of 22? And uh, you can check out Tim Wenger's piece at WBEN.com. I'll read it out loud maybe later on, see how the phone calls go. Thanks to Joe Beamer for sitting in last week. I know he hates to sit on on the program, but uh, just one of the sacrifices he makes. On News Radio 930 WBEN, it's Bowerly Loves. Good to be back. And... uh, should we do like a, should we do like a, like football squares on when this kidney stone gets passed? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, he's still alive and well, but I'm just remembering him. However, Randy Meisner is not alive and well, unfortunately, and he's the guy who sings uh, this great Eagle song. Anyway, uh, welcome. It is uh, 2.36 at News Radio 930 WBEN. So, uh, anyway, the big uh, document dump, a bunch of uh, memos released by Erie County on Friday, but other than that, uh, no accountability. And I'd kind of like to know where you think and how you think your elected officials should be held accountable. Translation, where did they screw up? What could they have done better? Now, one of the things about life is that we all, we all live in our circles, right? You have your circle. I have my ever-shrinking circle. And uh, it, it's okay. And we all have people that we know in, uh, in, various, um, in various areas. And uh, I would love to hear from people, for example, you might have a spouse or you yourself might be involved with uh, one of the electric companies. You might be involved in selling alternative generators to people. You might be involved in the plowing of the streets. And I, I know that you guys got to be careful, but I'm sure your spouses can call in and you might have some ideas on what could be done differently the next time. And the bottom line, and look, we've done this topic before, I realize that, but Friday was the county document dump. Um, the bottom line is, I think that lives could have been saved if on Thursday you had Byron Brown and Mark Polencars both saying, look, this storm is going to be the real deal. We understand it's days before Christmas, but the best gift you can give your loved ones is the gift of being alive. Therefore, we are ordering a driving ban in Erie County and Buffalo uh, until further notice, until we figure out what's going on. Maybe that would have helped. And, of course, a driving ban does not apply to people who are in uh, essential uh, essential jobs. But I put out the call earlier. I would love to hear from those of you in, in snowmobile clubs. I mean, do you guys and ladies, do you have deals worked out with uh, the local PD or sheriff's offices to uh, rally around the flag and help get people out of distressing situations in weather like that? And, of course, one of the big problems is the visibility was so bad 
Um, I mean, that's why we heard that the plows couldn't go out because of the visibility. And there's some uh, debate about that as to whether the visibility was really that bad and why they were able to get out in the blizzard of 77, but not the blizzard of 2022. And I don't know the answers to that. Okay, but you may very well. I'd love to hear from people uh, who are involved in the in the trucking industry, for example. How should they do it next time? If you're going to close the state thruway and people have to get westbound, how in the world do you make sure that when they get off the thruway, they don't end up just stranded and trapped in the middle of nowhere, but it just doesn't happen to be the New York State thruway? I don't know how you get the message out, and I don't know. That, 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 that is a problem I don't know how you solve unless you basically put roadblocks up, and I'm not sure how you feel about this, you put roadblocks up and you say, this is as far west as you're going to be able to go until this storm does what it's going to do because we don't have the resources to come and rescue everybody. Uh, So you'll have to find accommodations as best you can, even in your car, until this thing goes through. Is, Is that viable? Is that doable to you? Uh, I'm kind of curious where you are because obviously we've had a few months to think about this and the uh, professionals have gone over their after-action reports and I would like to know where you think things could have and should have been done differently and and where things uh, went according to Hoyle, went according to the way they should have gone. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. What is your, I mean, you lived through it, okay? You might not be an elected official, I mean, you might be, but you you lived through it. And what should they have learned from the storm? And to me, without being overly repetitious, the most important lesson that I think should be learned is in the future when you've got a very high probability of a major natural disaster happening to the point of dangerous to impossible driving conditions in the forecast, I think you need to close down the region until further notice, effective before it actually hits. I think that would have helped. I really do. Um, But in an era where we have access to literally thousands of media platforms, and my, my whole theory, we've got a couple of theories on why so many people died in 22 as opposed to 77. Number one, there are so many informational platforms out there that people are listening more nationally and less locally. The other one is Friday morning. It was, uh, it was pretty warm. It was pretty cozy. Uh, but let's get your calls on in WBEN. Again, we, we've done this uh, before, but uh, they're dribbing and drabbing the documents out with these document dumps. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. It's uh, George in Buffalo. George, you are on. Hello. Well, basically, Tom, you know, earlier in the week on BEN, I was listening in the morning, and Andy Parker was on. And I've never heard a weatherman say this before, but he stated, I will stake my reputation on that this is going to be a storm of the century. And when you, if you watch the Weather Channel, they were saying, this is going to be a big storm. 
why didn't our government officials go, oh, we better make sure our crews are ready. We better get everybody prepared. Let's shut down, tell people not go, not to go, go to work or go shopping for a day or two. Yes, it's an inconvenience, but maybe 50 people might still be alive today. Well, I'm not I'm not sure if we would have saved all 50 because a number of them were were homeless. But uh, the as far as the uh, the forecasts are concerned, you're right. Andy Parker, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the great unsung heroes of the blizzard of 2022. We had him on this uh, program, I think, every day, the first hour leading up to the Friday of the storm. Um, And there did seem to be widespread uh, convergence of agreement on the idea that this was going to be a major, major situation. This was not the boy crying wolf. Uh, so you are the county executive. Exactly what do you do? What strings do you pull, oh, Godfather? Well, Mr. Polonkar should have first put his guitar down, oh. and he should have simply said, okay, we've got these barriers to shut off the, the interstate. He should have went on your station, whatever station, all the TV stations, and just simply say, in conjunction with Byron Brown, and if he had to get the Hamburg supervisor, and if he had to get the mayor of Williams, if he had to get everybody and just say, listen, we have to protect the people. Let's do this. Let's tell everybody to stay home. I remember other storms where they did this, where they would come on and say, this is going to be bad. You know, if you don't have to drive, don't. Here they simply could have said, you will be ticketed or fined because we're going to put a ban out there. Do not get on the road. It was bad. I mean, it was, I stayed home. Uh, I travel for work. I'm all over the place. I stayed home because customers from out of town are calling me. And some of them are calling me saying, is it really that bad? And I'm sending them pictures of my front yard going, yeah, it is. You know, and it was just, I just can't believe that they, they're just acting like, and then the National Guard couldn't get here. And believe me, in some towns, friends in other towns, they said, you know, there's like 15 or 16 plows in the area. Four of them were on the road. What was up about that? Why weren't those people prepared to be out plowing? That's a, well, that's a question of uh, utilization of resources. And was it an issue of not having the proper equipment or was it an issue of not having enough personnel? I think I mean, the personnel, plowing snow isn't the easiest thing to do. I I did hear from some people, um, and I won't mention any names, but there's I know some people, and they were saying uh, people just didn't show up. One person said, "Well, it was beginning of deer season someplace, and guys were probably out hunting deer someplace else, and they weren't here to plow snow." And I went, "That sounded kind of weak." Um, I I just I still can't fathom that they weren't better prepared it just really doesn't make and the city so many times is never prepared for removing snow it's very strange well the city you know no matter who the mayor is of the city of buffalo whether it was uh, stan mikowski uh, who basically was pilloried because of the blizzard of 77, and I always thought unfairly, uh, Jimmy Griffin, Byron Brown, Tony Masiello, all of those guys, no matter who it is, it's always the same old story. This city was designed largely with a late 19th century mentality. 
and uh, obviously the you know the vehicles on the road. We know we know the story, and the question is: at what point do you buy vehicles that are actually going to be able to keep streets clean? Uh, how many do you need, and how many people do you need to train to operate them? Now, George, you've obviously put a lot of uh, of time and thought into this, as have I. What do you do about the westbound commercial traffic in particular on the state thruway do you do you just put like a, a roadblock up and you block off all the other roads well in advance of buffalo and say if you're smart get yourself a hotel room you're not getting to buffalo i remember the october storm i was in albany and it was like 68 degrees and i was along the hudson river with the piping crew and we're eating pizza and my wife called crying because it was lightning thunder and snowing and of course everybody laughed oh it's buffalo when i hurried to get home at in, at rochester i'm trying to think of which exit it was the state police had the throughway closed and they had route five closed they they did that because it was that bad and well. I, I did i found a way to get around because i'm going to get home <laughs> I was driving over small, I had a four-wheel drive vehicle. I was driving over small trees that were laying across some some uh, state roads. I mean, it was bad. And that's what they have to do. You just, uh, it, it's, you put it out there. They have the the, the signs up on the interstate, right. you know, they can warn. Click it or ticket. <laughs> yep. And they have all these things, and they could have simply said, and given people enough notice, <clears throat> somebody that's 100 miles out would go, oh, but I better pull over. You know, I just have to. Yeah. I've told I've told the story probably too many times about driving from Tampa to Buffalo the Christmas of 1989 and being a Buffalo person. I heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when when the rain is coming down and I'm watching the temperature go 35, 34, I I was I said, okay, I'm getting out. I'm going to bail out in Jacksonville and get myself a room because I don't think these people understand what's going to happen here. Um, So. You're all in favor of roadblocks in this situation. Uh, more plows out on the street. Uh, the the explanation of visibility, does that fly with you, that they couldn't plow properly because of visibility issues? I drive so much, and I see tractor trailers on snowy roads where they're up high and they're still flying low, and maybe stupidly, but they're doing it because they can still see, and I can't see. And... The visibility might might have been an issue in some areas, especially some county roads where everything's wide open. Can understand that, but then you 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 plan for this because they had it's it's like the hurricane hitting Southern California and everybody's going, oh my God, what do we do? Well, you knew this was coming for a week. Right. It's like when Katrina hit; they knew it was coming for a week, and nobody right, did anything. Because George Bush steered it right into New Orleans because he didn't like uh, well, our well, black brothers and sisters. Very talented that way. Right. But exactly. It, it's crazy that okay, you you got a five day notice. This is what we're going to do, and if it doesn't hit, the storm doesn't come. You go to Andy Parker and you say, well, "Dude, what were you thinking?" But no, or or you stand okay. or you stand up and you say we acted in the best interest of the public based upon the best available information. I take full responsibility for it, um, and I, I do think that the closeness um, of the holiday, as well as the, the pandemic, played a role in the decision not to close. George, thank you very much. I want to get to some other people, brother, but uh, appreciate hearing from you. 
Bye. Thank you, my love. If you're just joining us, yep, we've talked about this before, but uh, Erie County uh, released a bunch of meandering memos relative to the blizzard of 22, and I'm kind of curious as we've had some time to be circumspect and reflect on everything, what could have and what should have been done differently. And occasionally I'll throw in a Canadian word like bean just to make you feel at home. Here's Brian, speaking of which, in Grimsby, Ontario. Brian, you're on WBEN. Hello. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're you, you, Lord Thunder and Jesus. I'm, I'm from Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very um, well done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even though I don't talk like that. Now, now, you, sa- now you sound like uh, Francis media. McDormand in Fargo, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, that your, to... oh, yeah is that your friend of the woodchipper, right? Eh? Is that your friend of no. the woodchipper? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all this over money. Um, all right, so what what could people have done differently? I mean, you, you guys, uh, you didn't get the lake effect, oddly enough, because you're on the other side of the lake. It's funny. we You guys get it funneling from the west, and it comes from – Ohio, and it funnels to, you know, we get it. I have friends in Fort Erie, either live there or work there, and they get the same thing you do. You'll get killed in Buffalo, and we, I'm between, I'm in Grimsby, which is kind of between Lake Ontario and Lake Erie and kind of St. Catharines and Stony Creek. We don't get the same thing. You guys get that funnel effect where it all blows down. And, uh, you know, we all remember the blizzard of 77, but you raised so many interesting points. Uh, I thought what you talked about was, like, why why can't there be snowmobiles? Like, we, where I live in this little town, in the winter, in the, I, I was at a gas station in our little dumb town, and there was, like, five or ten uh, ATVs uh, on Saturday. Our police don't worry about that. Like, they, you know, if you were in downtown Buffalo or downtown Toronto or Chicago or New York, that would be something. We out here don't care. And when something happens, anything you can mobilize and utilize, like an ATV yes. or a snowmobile, that would have been amazing. And I know there were people that took it upon themselves in Buffalo to help and save. I remember watching it. It was unreal. I, I, well, it, it I, was. I we, had people, it we had people taking people into homes. We had a young man named Jay Withy who saved 24 people from certain death uh, around Pine Ridge. Um, and, and people did great work. But I, I believe that one of the lessons of the Blizzard of 22 is the local PDs need to get some kind of cooperative agreement in place with the snowmobile clubs so that when the poop hits the fan, at least you've got a way to get people from a cold car to a warm room. Yep. Look, I, I remember that poor woman. She was 21, and she died yeah. in her car, and she was calling her friends. I, I, rem- I watched everything in real time, and I thought, good Lord, if someone had had a coordination, if she had called not her parents, but a coordinated area that said, I'm here and I've buried my car. Yes, it would have been cold. They could have brought a snowmobile, an ATV, or a UTV and saved her life. It would have been cold and awful, but she died in her car. You're right. There should be a coordination. I know you probably know this, too, um, and your listeners. If if you're in the states, the southern states, they have this, like, uh, they call it the, the southern... Uh, 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 not Air Force, but the Southern Navy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. off with airboats, boats, right. and when there's a flood, 
These guys are coordinated, and they work with uh, law enforcement and everything. And these guys have radios, and they will show up, and they will go and rescue people, and they will go investigate issues and independently. There's no way that a government can completely comply and care for everyone. Nope. And everyone wants to help. It, 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 it's perfect. So you're right. Uh, and and I like the point what you said because I was a truck driver for 22 years before I went into pest control, and I'll never forget watching video during your storm, and they streamed highway trucks onto side roads and got in Buffalo and got stranded. I remember a, a, a video of a guy he he went down with a drone and there was like 10 or 20 stuck transport trucks because they got off the I, the 90 or the uh, the I-90 or the 190 or the 90, and they, they streamed them into towns like Lackawanna, Cheektowaga, and Tonawanda. What no, a I, dumb idea. Well, I, I, don't, I don't disagree at, at all. If you want to add to this, I'll keep you on hold through the news break. And if you're already on hold, if you want to stay there, I'd appreciate it. It's less talking I have to do. Uh, talking about the blizzard of 22. And I think there are still lessons to be learned from the blizzard of 22. One of the lessons, and David Bellavia touched on this, is if there's ever controversy, expect a document dump on a Friday afternoon and expect people who are not really cut out for leadership roles to basically duck and cover. It's Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.